Hello, 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 and welcome back to Hollywood Hero. I am your host, Layla Palmer, and today I'm back with a podcast where I meet and interview the entertainment industry's most acclaimed personalities. I gotta be honest, as the weeks go on and I get further into college, I am starting to get a little exhausted. Um, work is piling up. I think it's because we're about to be in, like, quote-unquote midterm season, just so weird because I'm so used to having like a midterm season in like January but it happens in like October now so I'm not super used to that work is piling up which is fine I'm like still adjusting very well and managing my time well enough that I'm getting all my assignments done but I'm gonna try at least in the next in next week um to just be more on top of stuff in addition to just being like a little bit exhausted Uh, I know I worked so hard on the podcast over the summer to make sure that I did things ahead so that I wouldn't have to do so much when the season actually came out. Now I'm realizing that, like, it's, it's still hard to, like, be on top of things because I have so much work going on aside from the podcast. So it's been tough. I mean, like I said, I do feel like I am still adjusting pretty well, all things considered, but there's still some bumps in the road. As far as music that I've been listening to lately... Um, nothing too too different than what I was listening to last week. Um, I've been hanging out with different people who have different music tastes than I do. Uh, it's not that they listen to certain music that I wouldn't ever listen to. It's just not things that I normally listen to. So that's something. Um, but yeah, I, I think I've been listening to a, a fair amount of rap in the past week just because of the other people that I've been around. it's That's not necessarily at the top of my list when I go to listen to music, but I've been enjoying it. So yeah, this was a very vague, very strange intro. Uh, I just am in a really weird headspace right now with classes and all the stuff going on in my life. So let's just get into the episode so we don't have to drag this out any further. Um, today, our guest is Beach Fuzz. They're a local band from Philadelphia, where I am from. And they're a bunch of college guys uh, making really cool uh, music. It's it's uh, in the style of I would say like indie rock, um, something like that. It's it's really good music. Their EP Casual Encounters is like has grown to become one of my favorite. Um, it's not necessarily an album, but one of my favorite works of uh, collections of music in like the past seven months or something since I've talked to them. Yeah, if you want to hear more about Beach Fuzz and the kind of music they make and their uh, creative processes, definitely keep listening. And I will see you guys next week with a much, much better formatted and energetic intro. Uh, Like I said, I'm just in a really weird headspace. So just stick around for my interview with Beach Fuzz. I hope you guys enjoy it. And I will see you next week being much, much more on top of my shit. Okay, bye. So I'm here with Jack Dratch and Eric Jolke. Uh Hi, and welcome to the Hollywood Hero Podcast. How are you guys? Yeah, we're doing great. Thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. Um, I'm so excited to talk to you guys about Beach Fuzz. You guys are from Philly. I'm also from Philly, so I'm really excited to uh, talk to you guys about that. All right, so Beach Fuzz, you guys are a Philadelphia-based band, and you're a group of five now, but you didn't start out that way. So can you talk a bit about how the band started and how you guys all met? Yeah, it's, it's actually kind of funny because um, we were actually, me and Jack weren't the original uh, three members. It was 
originally Ross, uh, Jack Daniery, and uh, John, who respectively uh, play. Uh, they Ross sings, uh, John plays the drums, and Jack Daniery plays bass. Um, and they had been writing a few songs for and for a while. And we had went to high school with Ross and John, um, and we had also kind of shown an interest in uh, writing and uh, producing our own music. Um, so we kind of had that mutual connection, and eventually uh, we kind of just were added to the band after the first EP was released. Um, yeah, and then after that, we kind of just started making a name for ourselves in the Philly DIY scene, playing shows in like basements. Um, yeah, and then we we kind of just kept making music. So, did anyone in the band um, have experience with music, like playing in groups before? Uh, Beach Fuzz started, or was this everyone's first group together? Yeah, we had, um, Eric and I had been in a couple small groups together, um, and we had all kind of played in, like, school ensembles as well, like jazz band and stuff like that, um, but then for me, Beach Fuzz, Beach Fuzz was the first band that, uh, I played keys in, um, because I'm normally a drummer, so that was kind of fun, and then Eric, started on bass i think covering beach fuzz shows and then switched to uh lead guitar so we've kind of covered a few instruments over the years yeah so i'm assuming that you had some experience with playing live performances and stuff um yeah so we we had kind of just had experience playing our own live shows and i had like jack had said i had filled in on bass a few times uh when the band was kind of like still in its beginning uh phases and um and that kind of, I guess, we that experience beforehand had kind of uh, made us a little bit more unique in that sense. Yeah, but I also say, like, when we joined uh, with Beach Fuzz, it was the first time we really started getting into, like, the DIY Philly scene. We had done some other stuff with one of our previous bands, but then once we joined Beach Fuzz, we really started to delve into, like, weekly shows and playing all kinds of uh, venues around, like, West Philly and North Philly. Yeah, and do you guys have a favorite venue that you've played together? Probably the Soda Bar, I would say. Yeah, Soda Bar's great. The funny thing about a lot of these basement venues is that they usually only last, like, less than a year. Um, so a lot of these places actually don't even exist anymore, which is funny. But, um, wow. Including the Soda Bar, right? Isn't that – Soda yeah. Bar's done, right? Yeah, Soda Bar was pretty much ended after the, uh, the pandemic started, but um, – yeah, I, I mean, it's it's going to be definitely interesting when it, we eventually kind of go back into playing shows because um, uh, it's going to be a totally different uh, environment for sure. It's true. Yeah, a whole new line of venues probably. Yeah. yeah. And did you guys play any colleges? Because you all are college students, right? Yeah, that's pretty much most of the shows. Like, they're usually just college students that have a house and they, they host it in their basement or wherever, wherever places fits the best. And um yeah, I don't know if Jack wanted to. Yeah, so yeah, mainly Drexel, Temple, and uh, UPenn have been like the off-campus houses that we played at. Uh, and then also a couple years back, we played at Penn State. Um, but yeah, mostly just kind of like Philly-based schools that are just doing like off-campus parties and events and stuff like that. Cool, cool. Um, and since you are a band that is based in Philly, um, what is something about the Philly music scene that you like? It's, it's definitely a, a very unique, uh and energy i guess is that's the right way to say um it's you can there's definitely like uh the creativity of each band and um the uniqueness is, is something that you don't really see in a lot of other cities at least in, in my experiences 
Um, and it's just, it's definitely got like a, a, a raw, a raw feeling when compared to the other uh, independent bands, I guess. Uh, niche community. Like, you know, a lot of the, the bands in the scene and a lot of the people go to the same shows and are hosted. And like some of the people that host shows also have their own bands and stuff. So everybody starts to know each other pretty well and it becomes uh, a lot more of like a supportive community. And I think everybody's really, really supportive of each other. Uh, always posting about their friends bands that are doing things and seeing shows and stuff like that um yeah it's just a really really nice group of people yeah that was going to be my next question do you get a chance to interact with other bands pretty frequently yeah I yeah, mean, yeah. Every, show, every show is pretty much like uh multiple bands are playing uh just so like there's some the um either four four or five depending on how many like people they think they're going to get but um yeah, it's like it's it's definitely like Jack was saying, like it's it's definitely like a very tight knit community, and and once you kind of establish yourself, you kind of become friends with all these people, and um, and it's really interesting to like because we all kind of start at the same place, like we all have start from nowhere, and we kind of build ourselves up, and it's interesting to kind of like see see the other bands that are are playing with us and see them grow as well. Yeah. Yeah. And um, since this was, like you said, kind of the first band that you've been in that you actually started to delve into Philly's DIY scene, um, were there any people along the way that helped you guys um, starting out in this band, like booking gigs and venues or studio space, anything like that? Um, I, it's there, Our first show was at uh, the Wizard Lounge, and we're actually, it's our, we're close friends with Maddie and Hank. Uh, they both they used to run the they used to run that house and um hank actually masters our recordings now um but those that was definitely where we got our start if we never had gotten that show who knows if we had gotten any others but um once we kind of got that foothold it's uh it's mostly just like who we knew from going to school because a lot of us go to different schools across philly um i go i go to university arts uh, ross and john go to temple uh and jack Neary goes to um, St. Joe's. Jack is at Jack Scratch is actually in Miami right now, but uh, oh, okay, <laughs> so, so different. Yeah, yeah. But, um, we kind of pulled from different places socially and with our our schools that we go to. So we kind of all of us kind of put in that effort into getting more shows, and it's it's definitely a lot of it has to do with just our our work ethic, and we we really work hard to get shows and continuously like work at ourselves. Yeah, yeah, and that's and you can hear it in your music. So <laughs> very nice. Um, so now I kinda wanna talk about TikTok. So you guys have a following on TikTok, you were active on TikTok, and over quarantine you started posting videos there. So are you still really active on there and using it to um kind of gain uh more of a following? Yeah, I mean TikTok has been really interesting to kind of experiment with. Um last year it was it was actually part of like a school project um, for me. I was, we were kind of doing a social media project where we would test which social media sites do the best. And I had, I had done TikTok and thinking like, oh, well, I'll try it. Like I've seen a few people kind of go viral on TikTok for playing music. Um, so I started posting old videos that were either taken by us or by like friends that were in the audience and of our live shows. And I started posting those on TikTok and um after like a a few weeks they started getting like a lot of views and we started getting a lot of streams on spotify and uh 
it's it's pretty crazy to kind of just see that like almost overnight like success from just like a viral video of of like a five second video of us playing a live show or something um yeah and and it's been it's been difficult to kind of keep uh consistent with it i would say um because we haven't been able to really play any shows so we're kind of just pulling from the backlogs from like the past three years of just playing shows um so it's definitely been interesting to kind of keep up with it but um yeah, it's, it's, it's totally changed our, our whole way that people are seeing our music. For sure. And then and also, like, um, I was going to say on top of the not having content, but like we've we've met since the pandemic, I think maybe twice as the five of us in person as one wow. as a factor of um, being in school and then also just, you know, safety protocols. So uh, like when we get together, it's like we're filming so much content and everything and focusing on content, just trying to keep the page as active as we can. But also we um, started delving into like Instagram reels recently too. And now uh, like our most popular video in terms of views is on reels. Uh, so it's just, it's funny, like those kind of platforms where it's really just about like an algorithm and just getting to like explore pages. Yeah. Um, they're just such a, a new wave. I know Snapchat has like Spotlight, I think it's called, and all those kind of platforms are are perfect for musicians just trying to get their content to anybody, like random strangers across the world. Yeah, I think it also goes to show that like all these apps are adding all of these different like parts of the app where it's just really short segments of videos, and it just really shows that like that's all that people like have the attention span for. Right. And that really grabs people in like those 30 seconds and it gets them attached. Um, and that kind of leads into my next question about um, it's still about TikTok, but what kind of impact, good or bad, do you think TikTok is having on the music industry? Because I know a lot of artists, um, mainstream artists are on the app and they kind of get known for it for one thing, like one of their songs goes viral and then they're only known for that song. And that like, leads to changing their listener demographic probably and i don't know that's just kind of my opinion but what are your thoughts on how do you think it's affecting the music industry for mainstream artists or smaller independent artists like yourselves i mean it's it's pretty crazy it's definitely changing the whole music industry as like in in real time like um for both independent and um professional artists um it's for independent artists, especially, I think it's, it's a really good um, resource to kind of gain traction that you wouldn't be able to get before. Because, like, um, at least for, for us beforehand, like, we would maybe contact, like, a few radio stations and a few publications to get press for our, our new releases, but that really only goes so far. Um, so you kind of need that, like, lightning in a bottle kind of video that, that'll really push you, but then with that kind of like quick, uh, quick content that also comes with a little bit of uh, like a caveat to the, the quality of, of the music that's coming out. Because you, you tend to see a lot of people that are making music specifically for TikTok and then that kind of like may uh, diminish the quality, I guess, of the overall work because they're only like, they want that 10 second clip that people are going to share over and over, not really worrying about the rest of the song or, or the quality of the rest of the song. Um, and that's something I've seen pop up more and more, just like that, the people that are desperately trying to get viral. And it's like, most of the time, I feel like if, if, it's, if you're trying to, if it's obvious that you're trying to go viral, it's, it's way less likely that it'll seem genuine to people are mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like 
in terms of how music's being affected and just terms of releases you know you think like i think it's becoming such a single driven industry not even it went from lps now to maybe eps and and now it's really like singles artists just kind of they make a song and they don't hold on to it for for like a group of works it's just oh i made this song i'm gonna drop it and i'm gonna post everywhere about it and it kind of just takes away from like as beach buzz we we love listening to albums all the way through and like we really uh appreciate like the idea of like a fully rounded concept album so for us to see like so many singles stuff coming out it's just a it's a completely different industry mentality yeah and that was actually something we uh uh we took into account when releasing our latest ep uh because we had recorded like a ton of songs and we were still planning on releasing more but uh we decided to kind of split it up how uh instead of kind of releasing a whole album right now we kind of felt like it would be better to split up our our songs and uh, so it's, i guess it's just like a little bit it's less less music released at once but it's like more likely that people will listen to the, the whole thing rather than releasing like 10 songs we just released five but. Mm-hmm. yeah and i think that also goes back to the attention span thing people are drawn to unfortunately they're drawn to shorter less amounts of things which is i don't know just kind yeah. of unfortunate yeah. due to TikTok. I mean, I even noticed it myself. My screen time for TikTok, I think, like a few weeks ago, was like twenty hours. Oh my! It's, yeah, it's really boat. bad, and mm-hmm. it really it really affects like how I can focus on other things. So yeah, lose lose hours of time looking at TikTok. And... Yeah, and the thing is, you don't even notice that so much time is going by. You're just scrolling through, and you're mm-hmm. like, you don't even notice. So it's, yeah, it's right. awful. And when I, I like I I look at the videos that we've had that have gone viral and I try to like decipher what it is and it could be something, you know, as simple as like in the one of our videos that went viral, like Eric was playing guitar and he he just made a really awful mistake that just kind of fixed it on the fly and people were really into that, but it wasn't even like we were trying. It was a yeah. to play like it was a total just like mishap. Or maybe it's even just a count off, like one of our videos it's like a really like emphatic like one two three four and then the crowd starts cheering and it's like it's like aesthetics it's moods that we can bring to people like during the quarantine i think when we were posting these really hype videos it just made people really nostalgic and just it kind of like gave them a place to get that sort of house scene like community uh feel in the midst of just like isolation yeah i mean relatability is definitely like a a huge thing Mm -hmm. why when people connect to things it's like if they if it's not genuine like what's the point of even engaging with it that's very true because a lot of creators you can tell when they're like trying too hard to like go viral and you can like see right through that and then the content is just like not as good so yeah that's that's very true yeah so now i want to talk a little bit about your most recent ep holding on so what do you what do you notice changing in your music from like this most recent ep to from like your album in 2019 um well we it's kind of interesting because the the pandemic totally changed our plan uh for for our future releases we had a, a bunch of songs that were written that we were planning on recording in um there's a a, a brand new studio that they built at university of the arts that um that i luckily get access to as a student there um so we had planned to record in this super nice studio uh, and record our next album there. Um, and that kind of, with the pandemic, like, 
fully through that through the roof and like the, the school has been online for the past few semesters. So we haven't had any access to that super nice studio. And it kind of put us in like between a rock and a hard place. Like we could either just not put any more music out or we could just kind of like work around these limitations and, and make something that's that could, that could even work with, with our, our setup. So we ended up, um, I think we kind of started in like June, I would say. Um, yeah. Uh, and we kind of collectively got together a bunch of songs we'd be working on um, with like uh, with like with demos and stuff, and we would get the demo sounding as close as we want to how the actual song would be. Uh, and then we would basically uh, send we would record a part, and then we would send it over a Google Drive. Um, and Ross uh, would kind of just put everything together because Ross usually mixes the songs. Um, so it was definitely like a, a very unique process because usually we're all together and like that's like a huge thing about um, I guess our older our past project before this was um, that we were all like together and we were it was a very collaborative process and this this was still very collaborative but um, it was definitely like a more independent uh, recording session uh, it's it's just it's definitely more psychedelic I would say than our past stuff and more of a focus on the production and making it sound professional as possible even even though it was recorded in our basement for the most part. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a yeah. I have a question about songwriting specifically. Does songwriting mm -hmm. because you were doing everything virtually and you weren't together, did that get confusing? Did only one person write a song and like that's mm -hmm. how it went? Like how did that go? Yeah, so I feel like we had one big Zoom meeting in maybe May or April or something where we had about like 40 demos that each of us had brought in like throughout. It could be years old. I don't even know if we played maybe more than five of them together as a band before the pandemic. And I what kind of ended up happening is that the songs that we chose to be in this project would, you know, if it was something that I brought in as a demo, because like Eric brings in a ton, I bring in a ton, Ross brings in a ton, and, and John and Jack always have a few of their own kind of ideas too. And I would it'd be like, okay, this is kind of Jack's project. And I, as I would start working on it, I'd maybe call Eric or call Ross and say, hey, I want to work on the second verse. I want to work on the bridge or something. And we would start to send the demos together. So it was it was kind of like each person had their initial project. And that was definitely what they were working on most themselves. But it was collaborative in that like they would kind of facilitate that project to other band members and and make it a full song um and then eventually it would just kind of get to the point where the songs were done and it would still like it would just be it would be a collaborative effort even though it kind of started as somebody's original idea yeah. uh, and honestly like that kind of uh writing process is even regardless if there's a pandemic or not is something that's really important in this industry you know, so many artists and producers, they could have like eight producers on one song all over the world sending tracks back and forth. So I think it was a really good experience for us to do something like this. Yeah, I mean, we would, I was, uh, we would almost like leave the songs unfinished because we would want to add, like, we would want each band member to add their own thing to the song to make it unique and um, not fit just like one person that wrote that song. Like, we all kind of add our own to it, whether it's like our guitar riff that I write or a bass line that Jack does or a keyboard solo that Jack does. Like there's there's a lot of stuff that that we can all add. 
Yeah, and it's kind of fun too because like we didn't even know what everybody was going to put on. So some like you would get the recordings back that that Jack played on bass or Eric added some guitar part you never heard before. It's like whoa, that's so cool. And you had like we had no idea that these things would happen because we just weren't together. And it was just it was just like these little like moments throughout the process that were really uh, exciting and um, just created a ton of ideas for us as we went along. Yeah, well, I think that. I think that process of making music makes it even more exciting for you guys to get back together all in person in the future. Do you guys have any timeline for when you might all five of you get back together in person? It's it's super tough right now just because um, we're, we're all of us are pretty much um, vaccinated with our first dose at this point. And we're hoping that once we're all fully vaccinated, we'll be able to meet up at least once. But um, since all of us are still full-time students, but, um, there's, this summer is definitely tough with a lot of internships and uh, and jobs and stuff like that. So it's it's um, kind of up in the air as to when we'll kind of be back and doing things in terms of live shows. But um, we're kind of hoping for uh, like later in the summer, we'll maybe get back to it. Um, it's just it's it's definitely hard to tell, but we I I would love to get back into it as soon as possible. Yeah, I think I think we'll probably get together a few times in the beginning and the end of the summer, uh, before we're a little spread out, and then, yeah, hopefully I mean hopefully by the fall semester of twenty twenty one everything should be open enough that maybe house shows can start happening in limited capacity or in some some way that gives you a sense of normalcy and we can start to do that because. I, we, you know, we started with TikTok, like Eric was saying, over the quarantine, and, and like our presence as a band grew so much, and we haven't even played a show since that happened. So we really have no idea what our response is going to be like once we get back into the scene in terms of yeah. outreach and fans and such. And, um, you know, we're still always working on music and always planning to release you know music when we can as well. So I think people should definitely be on the lookout for stuff like that. Um, but we're trying to stay as active as possible until the point that we can do what we love best which is playing for people again so yeah and do you guys plan to continue this band beyond your college years i mean it would it would definitely be amazing if we were able to do that um i think to a, to a certain degree it's, it's going to be a little bit difficult to, to stay together after college just because um uh, like jack our bass player um is, is going to like dental school so he's going to be a dentist so um, so I mean, it's and uh, like John's like going to be an engineer. So it's a lot of it's. Um, so it's not all of us are involved with, with uh, music as a possible career or anything. But uh, like me, me, Ross, and Jack are kind of focused in on the music industry to a certain sense. But um, it's it's definitely tough because we we're completely independent. Like we don't really have any funding except for what we make from from t-shirts or. Spotify streams and stuff like that, um, but yeah, I mean, I'd I'd love to do this for the, the rest of my life. Yeah, if we can continue, then we certainly will, um, and I know we all want to. And if we have the opportunities to really take it to the next level, I'm sure we all would agree to do it. So it's it's definitely something that's it's much. It started as kind of like a fun side project, and and now it's and it's still fun and a passion project, of course. But it's definitely developed into something more than we'd ever imagined it being um we yet want to see it how just how far it can go yeah. so i mean yeah if we can keep playing we will it's still um like jack was saying it's kind of hard to like fathom that the amount of people that have been listening to us now because uh, like a year ago 
journey than we weren't even practicing like the equipment that we had now. So it's going to be definitely interesting to how we break our way back into the uh, It could go up from here or it could kind of fizzle out, but I'm hoping that it goes up. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, and I hope so too. And I hope that you guys do end up continuing this band beyond college because I would love to see that and I would love to hear more stuff from you guys um, and I can't wait to hear more music from you guys in the future um, hopefully you guys release those other songs soon because I am anxiously waiting to hear them um, and yeah that was those were all the questions I had for you guys today you, I guess you can you can follow us on all social media platforms TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at uh, Buzz Music yeah just um, if you guys get a chance check out the new EP and everything that we've been branding along with it and uh, we have almost daily content with Instagram and TikTok and stuff all kinds of videos and snippets and stuff like that so uh, certainly be on the lookout as the summer gets closer for us to uh, get even more active. So. Perfect. That's all. We've reached the end of the episode. Thanks for listening. Um, make sure to listen to their EP, Holding On. Follow me on Instagram at Hollywood Hero Pod, and I'll see you next episode. Bye.